You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show, a show that is definitely not afraid to say fuck. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, with Big Rome. What's up? So uh, we covered a lot yesterday in terms of the injuries and stuff. So today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the AFC games that have happened, and we're going to talk about some of the waiver players that you guys should look into. I know we kind of hinted at it a little bit, but now we had another day to digest things. There's been some moves, you know, there's stuff going on. So uh, let's dive right in. So first off the bat, Devonta Freeman has officially signed with the New York football giants with a one-year contract up to $3 million. I think this is a huge move, obviously. He's not – me personally, I don't think he's going to be Saquon Barkley or even Saquon Barkley light. But he's going to be a good one – the early down backs. He's going to take up – you know, <coughs> I think – obviously not right now because they have a game in a few days. But come week four, week five, um, it's going to be him. And I think the person that gets affected by this more is Wayne Gallman. Not not so much Dion Lewis. I think Dion Lewis's job is safe in terms of the pass catching back. Um, right, right, Ab- absolutely. I, I guess I look at uh, at this signing. We I touched on a little bit in the last show. It makes Wayne Gallman untouchable. You, nobody should want him right now. He's he's probably going to be a healthy scratch. And I guess I, I look at Dion Lewis as he's not quite that value. He's not that valuable anymore. Because there's one position that people can almost come in off the street and play, meaning uh, veteran running backs. Like, look at Marshawn Lynch two years ago and last year, I think. He came in fat as hell and still gained 100 yards for a shitty running back, a running game in in Seattle. Devontae Freeman, I think, is, is, you know, if people stashed him, I thought he got drafted in our league, which is just insane, but... He's here. He's he's going to be the uh, the running back for the Giants, and I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, he's obviously a very talented player. I mean, he kind of kind of fell off the rails last year, had a little bit of injury problem, but I mean, he back in 2015, 2016, he had back to back thousand yard years. Um, I mean, last year he played in 14 games, 656 yards. He only had two touchdowns um, on the ground, but I mean, he. He's obviously going to be walking into a huge, huge volume play. I mean, Deion Lewis. I think, I think he's worth picking up just in case. Uh, Wayne Gallman, like you said, I don't think you want to pick him up at all because he's basically the same player as Freeman, just not as good. But Lewis is probably going to be your third down back. So I mean, I, I think you pick up Lewis, but you're going to want Freeman over that. Which when we get into our waiver ranking priority thing, however you want to call it. You know, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Um, next, Sammy Watkins. He is saying that he's healthy when he took that nasty helmet-to-helmet shot in the fourth. Now, granted, he did absolutely nothing in week two, which was basically what I said. I was like, yeah. there's no way he's going to be good again. But, I mean, you still don't like seeing guys get smacked in the fucking head like that. And um, But he says he's feeling fine, so I, I guess that's good. I mean, realistically, you shouldn't even roster Sammy Watkins. So... Um, I think Sammy Watkins, is, he's going to be a guy that people start to pick up for, like, the first week of the season and then just, you know, use him as trade bait. God, get him the hell off your team because he's just going to struggle the rest of the year. Yeah. He might have one one-off game, but for the most part, he's useless. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Uh, Devontae Adams, um, he's considered uncertain for week three against the Saints, which is huge. I mean... He he they he he basically finished the game, but the game was out of. Re- I'm sorry, he didn't finish the game last week, but the game was out of reach anyway. So they pulled him for the rest of the game. But you know this is this is this is huge if he does go down because the Saints have a pretty good defense, and then if you lose Adams, I mean obviously Marquez Valdez Scanling, Alan Lazard, they their value goes up. So this is definitely something you're going to want to monitor. Absolutely. Um. 
Devontae Parker had a limited practice on Tuesday. He probably won't get a full practice, but, um, you know, playing Thursday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you hope he comes back healthy because, you know, it's just uh, you need a player like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's really he's really the only weapon in Miami. Mm-hmm. There's there's nobody else. And if you say Mike Gusecki, I will stab you in the neck with a knife <laughs> because he is not he's not going to do what he just did last week every week. Come on, guys. There's just no way. Yeah. Um, Titans coach Rob Moore, um, wide receiver coach, he was noncommittal about A.J. Brown's knee. He did miss week two with the uh, knee and a bone bruise. Um, so there is a chance that he does play week three, but there's also a chance they bench him again this week. So another thing to keep an eye on. So maybe Corey could Davis be a, show. Yeah, yeah light, light up Corey Davis. Um, and then uh, Cortland Sutton, it is official that he tore his ACL, so his season is officially done. Bastard. Uh, former Rams quarterback Blake Bortles, uh, he's now <laughs> signed with the he signed with the Denver Broncos. So I, I think I think Jeff Driscoll is still going to be the starter until Drew Locke comes back. But you know, I, th- I I was surprised that Blake Bortles didn't have a job. I thought he was. Uh, I I thought Blake Blake Bortles was one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what he signed for? Is it more money than Cam Newton's getting? It it probably is. <laughs> I. I, I don't have the details of how much money he signed for, but I, I can only uh, imagine uh, he's brought Cam Newton's getting paid like one and a half million dollars. So I can only imagine that it's <laughs> it's probably around that or more. I wouldn't be surprised if it is more just because, oh, you know, it, I, I wouldn't it, either. It, it, it's wild that that fucking Cam Newton is so underpaid. Um, Malcolm Brown running back for the Los Angeles Rams. He had surgery on that broken finger, the pinky finger, but he is expected to play week three against the Bills. Um, Cam Akers, he's been diagnosed with separated cartilage from the ribs, so he's considered day-to-day. But, I mean, Daryl Henderson had that monster game uh, just a couple days ago, so I, I I would temper expectations with Brown and Akers, and I, I think it's the Henderson show right now. I agree with you. I agree with you. And that's going to wrap it up for our news this week. Um so I guess we'll just dive right into the last bit of the AFC games. Uh, first up, we had the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Indianapolis Colts in an absolutely disgusting yeah, day. I was, I was just about to say, can I just say something? Because this game made me sick to watch. I, yes. Let me let me rephrase it. I didn't even watch it. I just watched it on like NFL.com, just a little ticker going, and I hated every minute of it. Kirk Cousins... Is you suck, sir? You suck. I Ugh. feel it. I feel if you have Kirk Cousins in most formats in fantasy, you could probably drop him. I mean, because this is what he does. Last week he has a decent fantasy week with twenty-five points, and then he literally had negative points. So this is what Kirk Cousins does. I just I don't really. I mean, it's the Dalvin Cook show in Minnesota. And I think in, in terms of the Vikings and players I'm comfortable starting, it's just Cook and, and Thielen. Outside of that, I want no other pieces from the Vikings. You know, what what happened to the I feel like this was a team that was really, really good. Even just last year, they were really, really good. And it's something something changed. You know, and, and what went untouched yesterday by us, man, they lost Anthony Barr, their outside linebacker, yeah. for this season. He tore his yeah, booby. Yeah. I mean, this this team is dropping like flies. I mean, I love Dalvin Cook and I love Thielen, but dude, other than that, oh, yeah, I don't Dalvin know. Even Cook. Even their defense is not is not worth it anymore. Well, they lost a lot of their defensive players, and and honestly, I think a lot of the problem is <clears throat> Kirk Cousins. He, I think he fucked that franchise because he took such a huge payday, and instead of doing the Tom Brady thing where he's taking pay cuts so he can keep players or bring players in. Cousins is taking that money, and to be honest, I think Kirk Cousins, his skill set, I think he's more of a backup quarterback in the NFL. I think Kirk Cousins, he deserves to be on an NFL roster, but he's a backup quarterback. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, And I agree. I mean, dude, just this last week, and people forget week one, yeah, he scored 25 points. Dude, that came at the end of the game. It was garbage time, yeah. It was was garbage time, and that's great, but when he really, like, is there for the bread and butter of the game, Dude, he had negative points for fantasy last week. 
all the way until the fourth quarter, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, Adam Thielen, let's let's make this happen." I I don't know, man. Th- this team scares the shit out of me. Even even Dalvin Cook a little bit. I mean, he didn't score. Oh yeah, he did. He ran he did. a. Uh, and 63 a, yards and a touchdown. And he had a, and he had a two-point conversion. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Dalvin Cook, 14 <clears> carries, <throat> 63 yards with a touchdown. And a two-point conversion, had two catches for eight yards. So, I mean, Dalvin Cook, I mean, obviously you're going to play him because he was a top 5-6 draft pick in fantasy. But, I mean, you, you kind of you kind of worry because, you know, Cook has a couple things working against him. Injury prone and the fact that he's on the Minnesota Vikings. But, yeah. I mean, obviously you play him. But it's, it's scary that, that – I mean, just he saves his day because he just he he has a nose for the end zone. Dalvin yes. Cook has a way of getting in there. Yes. Right now, he's the number eight running back in on the year. So I mean, I, obviously, I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah, I mean, Adam, he, he, it's one of those things. Just to touch on one last thing on Delvin yeah. Cook, it's one of those things that it's like, man, I, I lost my train of thought. Actually, he uh, <laughs> he he just it's like game script. It's never going to be good for him, is what I feel. You look yeah, at well, this guy, and it's like you hope he gets in the end zone early, because this team's going to be down. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, well, talking about that, that, that does that is a good point because last week he only had twelve carries. He happened to get two touchdowns, and I think he had a couple two point conversions. And then this last week he only had fourteen carries. So I mean, their their game script they're in a negative game game script and so that that's tough for cook because he's just not going to get the volume that you really want you want that 17 plus carries a week and he's right i, he's just I mean not with the, it. yeah with the way they're playing he's just not going to get it but talking about their wide receivers Thielen, 3 for 31 i mean he's going to have better days this was just a bad game but i mean he had I, eight targets though he's that, still the focal point yeah. of the passing game uh, rookie Justin Justin Jefferson three for forty four on three targets. I mean, I think Jefferson's worth a bench stash, but um, I mean, Kirk Cousins sucks. So I mean, that's just that's that's the problem. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball, Philip Rivers was garbage. Philip Rivers just two hundred fourteen yards with a touchdown uh, with a pick. I was you know I was actually really big on Rivers this week because the Vikings defense was so bad. I thought this was gonna be. I thought Philip Rivers was gonna have a great game. Now. They did lose Paris Campbell early in the game, um, so you don't like that. But it's just they they didn't look good. And Philip Rivers just I, – I think he – this is probably – I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last season. I mean, he's already been in the league for 16 seasons. This is his 17th season. I mean, it's just uh, – Yeah. But this could be it for old old Phil. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, I'm a, in agreement with you here. He does not look like the same guy. And to be honest, he hasn't looked like the same guy for probably about three or four years. There you go. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the bright spot, 26 carries, 101 yards with a touchdown, uh, two receptions for nine yards. So, I mean, they did say that Jonathan Taylor was going to be the focal point of the offense with uh, Marlon Mack going down. So, I mean, that that was great. You love 26 carries. That That's fantastic. Um, the surprising thing to me, though, was how little involvement Naheem Hines had with only one catch for four yards with zero carries. I mean, Jordan Wilkins. Now, Jordan Wilkins came in. I mean, granted, he had nine carries for 40 yards, but that was at the end of the game when they were just running out the clock. But just the fact that Naheem Hines, who was so involved in week one, who he was like the number four running back after week. Now, granted, you know, small sample size. But just the lack of involvement that he had, especially like it really pissed me off because I traded for him in our dynasty league to just have him go yeah. out and put yeah. up shit like that. <clears throat> you know, I it's, mean, it's game script though because they were up, they were up, and I don't feel they ever felt threatened. So why you're not in passing formation? I mean, this one reception on one target—that's not what you're going to see from Hines a majority of the year, I would imagine. Things yeah. are going to equal out. I was gonna uh, say, so people that went out and got him, it's okay. Don't panic. Don't rock the boat because you'll spill. Just let it, let it, yeah. let it sit for a minute, and let it marinate. Yeah, that was that was the point that I was gonna make. I was gonna say, Naeem Hines. I think he's still gonna be very much involved in this offense. So don't don't fret. He'll be fine. I mean, they got a couple easy matchups over the next couple weeks with the Jets, Bears, uh, Browns, Bengals. But, I mean, he's going to get involved. I mean, especially, like you said, they were never in danger of losing this game. 
So and and they I think they kind of wanted to see what they had in Jonathan Taylor, and that's why he had 26 carries. But I I, I think it might balance out a little bit next week. Uh, the pass catchers, T.Y. Hilton, uh, three for 28. He did have five targets and he dropped a touchdown. So I mean, mm. his fantasy day could have been very different. Um, with Paris Campbell getting knocked out right at the beginning of the game, um, I think that you're going to see a huge uptick in, in T.Y. Hilton. Um, Zach Pascal had three for 19 and a touchdown. Rookie Michael Pittman, four for 37. Um, I think it's going to be the T.Y. Hilton show. Um, I mean, I think Pittman's probably going to get a, a value, or I'm sorry, uh, increase in targets. But I, I think I think it's now going to be the focal point of uh, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. The, the surprising one was Mo Ali Cox, the backup tight end, five for one eleven. Um, does he have some interest? Did, did he did he raise an eyebrow for you? Uh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I just on yesterday from with the Schultz with the Schultz comment. Um, I mean, he looks good. Right, five for anything over a hundred. Again, I, I think this is this is game script derivative. It's it's he's he's that tight end guy that they that they're gonna throw in there with Doyle down. How long is Doyle down for? But that's the thing. There's still no like real uh, number of when Doyle comes back. But that's the thing. So let's say let's say Cox has another good week and he gets you know eighty yards. Uh, next week, but then Doyle comes back, so then he's back to the bench. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just... exactly. So you you essentially you got uh, yeah, maybe eight points from from yeah. good old Cox, and then it's and then it's back to the waiver wire. I don't know. I don't think it's really worth it, in my opinion. I, tight end landscape is it's a slippery, slippery slope. There you go. Moving on, Buffalo Bills take on the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen, have yourself a day. <clears throat> 417 passing yards, four touchdowns, four carries for 18 yards. I mean, just Josh Allen looks like a superstar. I mean, it, it's he's the number three quarterback on the year. I mean, just back to back great, great fantasy days. I mean, it's just Buffalo's two and zero. I mean, he he looks legit. I, I mean, for, especially from that that draft class a couple of years ago with uh, yeah. playmaker playmaker Baker and Josh Rosen. And Sam Darnold, Josh Allen looks like, you know, everyone took a big whiff and should have gone with Josh Allen. You know, it's again, this is what it. Sh- this is what everybody should kind of look around the league and say, man, these young quarterbacks. When you finally get them a weapon that's worthy of being called a weapon, look at what Stephon Diggs has done for this team. Oh I yeah. I mean, Stephon, you bring a guy like that in, and now Josh Allen is magically throwing for four touchdowns a game, 400 yards a game. It's like this guy is – it looks like a freak. I was shocked at his lack of running in this game, but, hey, when you're throwing for 417 yards, why the hell would you be running? Yeah, I See, mean, it's if easier you're, if you're, to throw. Yeah, if you're able to if, – if you're getting it done in the air, why would you <clears> – don't risk your quarterback's health. Just let him keep throwing it. Just, exactly. exactly. Uh, talk, talk about running, kind of like what I was fearing it actually happened. Uh, split backfield between Singletary and Moss. Singletary, 10 carries, 56 yards. Two catches for 20 yards. Zach Moss, 8 for 37. I mean, it's just, that's what's going to be. It's going to be a 50-50 split, basically. And now... And, and, and it's going to be worse than that, because let's be honest, Allen didn't run in this game. Most of the time, he dominates this He dominates this category. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the leading rusher of the team, I'm going to go ahead and say probably about 60% of the games, maybe 70. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, obviously if you pick if you drafted Singletary, well, if you drafted Moss, you probably got him pretty late, so you probably have other running backs. But if you drafted Singletary, he went fairly early in draft. I think he was somewhere in the second, third round. And you're going to have to play him and that sucks. I I would look to pivot. I mean, if I if I was a Singletary owner, I would maybe even look out for the Moss owner in the league, and I would try to trade Singletary to the Moss owner. But yeah, just... I'm not. I'm not big on on handcuffing anymore. I've changed my tune uh, from years past. I just feel like it's, I don't know, it's wa- it's wasting a spot. And you know what? If they if they do it and they want to deal with a headache, more power to them. To me, there's, like you're there's... choosing trying to choose who's going to be the best at that particular game. 
That's to tough, me, man. There, to me, there's only a couple handcuffs worth <laughs> rostering, which would be Alexander Madison and Tony Pollard. To me, those are the only two handcuffs in the league that I would want to roster. Maybe Chase Edmonds too, just mm. because they're very talented, and if their if their starter went down, that they would have the backfield to themselves, and it's their job alone. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, moving on. Stefan Diggs talking about the superstar. God, what a great day. Mm. Eight for 153 with a touchdown. He had 13 targets. I mean, Stefan Diggs just immediately. You know, it's funny because, you know, in the past, uh, players went to Buffalo for their career to die, and he's making the most of it. I mean, I think he's much happier here than he was in, in Minnesota. I mean, it, it's his show now, and he looks great. He's a number four wide receiver in fantasy right now. Man, I mean, you got a big, young, strong-armed quarterback that's willing to huck it, chuck it football. I think it's a match made in heaven for Stefan Diggs. People kind of slept on him, too, coming out this year. I mean, he was like a – you could get him in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, this is a guy with, with super talent. Mm-hmm. He's a super, t- super talented player. And, and it's showing on a week-to-week basis to this point. And then to touch on the other guy, you got John Brown, you know, his running mate here, four touchdown or four receptions, 82 yards and a touchdown on six targets. You know, he's a guy that he's a guy that rep that reaped these benefits last year. And now it's and now he's still getting these benefits. How can you cover? You can't double cover both these guys. Oh, it's crazy too. He's the number 9 wide receiver on the year right now and and John Brown looks legit and I feel kind of bad for ranking them pretty low i mean right yeah. now buffalo's rolling and they're taking on the rams next week and that defense doesn't scare you anymore and then they got the the raiders which doesn't scare you and tennessee titans it's just they i mean stefan diggs and john brown might be legitimate starts and comfortably start for the next few weeks yeah i, I would definitely lean more brown this week um I mean, we can say what we will about the Rams defense, but Jalen Ramsey is still Jalen Ramsey. Yep. And uh, he's probably going to lock Diggs down. I, I would imagine that being the case. So John Brown probably going to have himself a day. Yeah, but Cole Beasley, even he's kind of a sneaky flex option, you know, especially in like a deep three-receiver league or definitely PPR leagues. I mean, he had five catches for 70 yards. Um, you know, he had four for 58 last week. So, I mean, Cole Beasley's in the mix as well. Absolutely. Um, other side of the ball, Miami Dolphins, Ryan Fitzmagic, not a bad fantasy day, 328 yards, two touchdowns, two-point conversion, three carries, 12 yards. I mean, Fitzpatrick, I mean, despite having a, a lackluster offense, to say the least, he's, he's making it happen with that wonderful beard of his. <laughs> it is beautiful. Miles um, Gaskin is technically the starter and I'm really sad cuz I got him in a fantasy league and I might have to play him at some point in time. But uh he I mean he saved he salvaged the day with PPR value. 7 carries 46 yards. He had 6 catches for 36 yards. Um I mean he's he's the 24th running back on the year, which is surprising. Um especially cuz everyone thought it was going to be the Jordan Howard Matt Burita show and it's just yeah. not you know it's really confusing to me why they bring these two guys in and then be like nah we're going to go with Miles Gaskins i know nobody's heard of him but unless you're unless you're a Pac-12 fan then you've definitely heard of Miles Gaskins but let me let me just touch on one guy here uh Jordan Howard you sack of shit listen <laughs> quit scoring touchdowns and gaining less than 1 yard per carry <laughs> You piece of shit. Yeah, last week, eight carries, seven yards for a touchdown. <laughs> and this week, five carries, four yards and a touchdown. Oh, I, mean, I hate him so it, much. It, it's, he, he's like the Mike Tolbert that's not fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, especially because, you know, you give that touchdown to Miles Gaskin, and he actually has a very good fantasy day then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because, I mean, if, my, if they're really liking what they're seeing out of Gaskin, then just use them. I mean, if you're going to work this three-headed monster, I, I guess. I mean, if I have to pick a running back out of this roster, I mean, unfortunately in a league I have Gaskin and Burita, which makes me very sad. Ugh. But, I mean, you, you lean Gaskin because he seems to be getting the most most work. It's just it, it's kind of a backfield you want to avoid, especially because I feel Miami, they seem to be, even though they're 0-2, I think they're a little bit better this year. But they're going to be in a lot of negative game scripts. They're going to be throwing a lot. And that's why – I like Devontae Parker, 5 for 53 and a touchdown. Yeah. I, I mean, he's 
he's still kind of carrying on from, you know, last year. You know, we thought, you know, especially because Devontae Parker, you know, huge draft pedigree, very talented athletically coming in from Louisville. He was only been in the league for a couple of years. Everyone had such high hopes for him. And then last year he finally showed up. He was the number 11 wide receiver in football last year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he had he had kind of a rough outing last week against New England. But, I mean, you know, he's got Jacksonville coming up next week. Seattle's a little bit of a better defense. San Francisco's kind of banged up. Denver's kind of banged up. Chargers, you know. So, Devontae Parker, I, I, I like Devontae Parker. Uh, you know, I, I am a honk for Devontae Parker. I drafted him in a handful of leagues here. Uh, I think he is one of the only weapons in Miami. It's hard, like I said, it's hard to say Mike Gusecki, and you look at that stat line and you go, Alex, what the hell are you talking about? This guy's a stud. Okay, I, I'm going to need to see more than one off week here at yeah, getting well, 11 targets, eight receptions, and 130 yards and a touchdown. And a touchdown, yeah. I mean, it's especially because last week he went three for 30. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, it's just, and that's the, th- I mean, now granted the tight end landscape is so disgusting, so I mean, um, I actually like Gusecki this week. I mean, it's a, it's a short week, Thursday night, going to Jacksonville. But Jacksonville's defense is not scary at all, so Gusecki could very well be involved, especially if Parker is kind of banged up right now. Gusecki could have some value uh, this upcoming week on a short week. So, I mean, you know, you, you, you could do worse at tight end, but I don't know. I'm not a big Gusecki guy either. Uh, moving on, San Francisco 49ers. Despite all the injuries, destroyed the New York Jets. Uh, Jimmy G, not a very good fantasy day, despite having two touchdowns because of the the, uh, the ankle injury, which hopefully he comes back. Um, Nick Mullins came in in relief, who didn't look awful, but didn't look good either. So that that's kind of worrisome. Hopefully, uh, Jimmy G is uh, comes back all right. He hasn't been ruled out for week three yet, so just keep an eye on that. This whole 49ers team right now is, is everything's up in the air, right? Everything's up in the air. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see Jimmy G playing this week. I think they're going to sit him out. Aren't they playing in the same place? No, they're, the, going, they're going uh, to the – are the Giants and the Jets playing in the same stadium? Don't they? I thought they, they both played at MetLife. I don't know. Listen, I'm not letting any of my guys play at MetLife. There's some bad juju going on there. Bring out the backups. Enough. You can't lo- you can't lose that many guys in another week here. I, I say that in jest, but uh, I-, I don't that- see Garoppolo playing. I I don't see Moistert playing though. It's going to be a huge Jarek McKinnon day. Yeah, J- Jarek McKinnon. He's he's definitely he he looked great coming in. Um, you know, he had that was like a 50-yard touchdown or whatever it was. Man, he, he gassed out on that, too. I was actually shocked. You know, you watch Mo- Moistert on the first play from scrimmage just take it 80 yards. And, just man, he looked different. He broke – didn't he break the uh, – He broke his own record for the fastest play. Yeah, he was running like 23 miles an hour or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because – stud, man. I mean, he had a, he had the huge was like an eighty yard touchdown catch in week one, and then he had an eighty yard touchdown run in week one. I mean, Mostert he's electric, and I I hope he comes back nice and healthy. Yeah, um, me too. So moving on, uh, Kendrick Bourne seemed to be the only pass catcher of note this week with four for sixty seven, but it was a tough day. Plus, I mean, they were running all over them. Then with the injuries, um, Nick Mullins is throwing. So I mean, it, eh, you know it's. Brandon Ayuk, you know, he had his season or uh, season debut, two for 21. Yuckies. Um, yeah, it's not not looking too good over there. Um, but Jordan Reed, God, man, seven, 50, seven receptions for 50 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, people forget that he's a great player. Man. I mean, and he and he looked great. He looked he looked every bit as good as he did back when he was the starter for the Washington Redskins. Listen, Jordan Reed, now obviously this is taper your enthusiasm here, or curb your enthusiasm, boys and girls. When Kittle comes back, it's it's the Kittle show, no matter what. Now, when that is when that happens is yet to be determined. You know, I, I would look at Jordan Reed as a very, very possible waiver pickup this week as a one-off tight end one this week. I mean, he's he's looking good. 
Yeah, well, especially if Kittle's out again. Um, there hasn't been any real updates on Kittle, but at the same time, if I was San Francisco, I don't know if I'd be in a rush to bring Kittle back. I mean, you're yeah. playing the Giants next week, so that team doesn't scare you, especially with the loss of Barkley. And and you want you want to make sure that Kittle comes back good and healthy. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball, Jets did not look good at all. Mm-mm, I mean, that, but that was expected. Uh, Sam Darnold just you know 179 yards and a touchdown. I don't think Darnold, especially right now with having basically no wide receiver help. They don't. don't have, even, they have nobody. Yeah, I don't even think you roster. Actually, honestly, I don't think you roster anybody on this team right now, at all. <laughs> It was. I mean, I'm going down their their depth chart right now, and literally no one on this team gives me any tingles in my ball sack. No, it's it's so bad. Like maybe Frank Gore, but God, he's why? Because te- he's technically yeah. the starting running but back. It's like, but it's even- like, dude, he ran 21 times for 63 yards. That's three yards a carry. That's not effective. No, that's not effective. It, no, it's you know, and then they they. Some some reason they want Kalen Balaj so badly, when he was like rec- record like he was recorded as one of the worst running backs in, in football history last year with his, um, I think he averaged let's see he averaged one point eight three yards per carry last year. Well, so you know who's on pace to be that Jordan Howard. <laughs> there you go, so you know, rich. and then L- L- Michael P Ryan the rookie. I think, you know, especially if Bell is going to be out for an extended period of time, I think LaMichael Pirine might eventually become the starter. Uh, but for some reason, Adam Gase is in love with Frank Gore. Like, I don't know what kind of nudes he has of him or if he has the password to his computer or something. Mm. But I don't know why Frank Gore is still the starter there. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't explain, and I can't explain anything that's going on with the Jets. I, and, I hate them. And then, you know, I was, I was actually – somewhat interested in Chris Herndon because you know the, the talent is there he's he's a very talented player especially because tight end is so thin but I think you can drop Chris Herndon agreed uh moving on we got the Denver Broncos against the Pittsburgh Steelers Jeff Driscoll coming in uh in relief for Drew Locke actually had a decent fantasy day 256 yards two touchdowns two point conversion he did throw a pick but you know he had 22 points on the week coming in on back as a backup quarterback that's not that's actually not bad um, I mean, it's it it is what it is. He did it without. Uh, when did Sutton go down? And I think it was relatively. Sutton went down pretty early. I think. Yeah, it was relatively early. I mean, they've got weapons. It was good to see KJ Hamler back doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's a talented player, and he's something to keep, someone to keep an eye on. A- absolutely, you know, you look at uh, Melvin Gordon and Freeman. I mean, there's so, there's talent on this roster. It's just really hard to get behind it right now with a backup quarterback running the show and and <laughs> Blake Bortles. Well, Mel- Melvin Gordon, he actually had a pretty good day against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which absolutely shut down Saquon Barkley. Gordon with 19 carries, 70 yards, uh, two catches for 14 yards with a, a receiving touchdown. He had 16 points. I mean, you know, I thought I, I thought Gordon was a bench this week. Like I I wouldn't have felt comfortable playing Gordon this week. But he proved me wrong. He he went out there and he produced. So yeah, I mean, he did his thing. Good on him. But I mean, I I don't know. I still they, they have a tough matchup next week against uh, Tampa Bay. So although Tampa Bay's defense, maybe they're not as scary as we thought. So you know, De- they, they, they seem a bit suspect. They do seem a bit suspect. Yeah. Um, rookie Jerry Judy in you know. Got the spotlight with Sutton going down. Four receptions for sixty-three yards. I think I think Jerry Judy's legit. I think you can actually probably play him every week now. He he's definitely a, a somewhat safe play in a sense of work. He's going to get work. He's going to be out there. Um, I just don't know about this offense. I was so high on this offense too coming into the season. God, I was thinking about drafting Drew Locke as like a he's going to be my guy. I, there's so many injuries here that that just aren't. You know, losing Locke changes the whole dynamic. Losing Cortland Sutton makes it even worse. Yeah, well, so. uh, Noah Font looked good. Uh, four catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. I mean, he, he, he looks like he's a legit startable tight end. He's the number four tight end on the year, and, and I think you just keep riding riding Font. Ride that Font wave. <laughs> ride the Font wave as long as you can. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Uh, ben Roethlisberger, decent fantasy day, 311 yards, two touchdowns, did throw a pick. But Big Ben, I mean, he's looking healthy. He, he's looking like that, you know, top 10, 12-ish quarterback that he's been in the past in fantasy. So, I mean, I, I, think, I think Ben Roethlisberger might be, might be back. I think I, I agree with you. I do believe that he's back. It also helps when James Conner is able to actually do some work on the ground here. 16 carries, 106 yards, and a touchdown, 6.6 yards per carry. That was what I think most Conner owners needed to see was him sort of being the guy. Benny Snell stole the show week one, and now it's kind of it's come back down, and James Conner looks to be getting back in that you know, groove. What, what's funny with James Conner, when he's healthy, he's a great running back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he made he made Pittsburgh go, Le'Veon Bell who? When Le'Veon Bell was <laughs> yes. still in the prime of his career. All right. I mean, and James Conner, man, when he's healthy, he's a great running back. And, it, and, and I agree. It was, so, it was nice to see that coming from him. And then Benny Snell made everyone feel silly with just the – Three carries for five yards. I yeah, mean, it was a it was a rough go for for the Benny Snell honks that went out and picked him up on the waivers. Um, but moving on to these pass catches here, I, I am stoked about Deontay Johnson. Like I know I know it's Juju Smith's it's Juju Smith's receiving core, right? Everybody talks about Juju, and he got eight targets, seven receptions, forty eight yards, and fortunately no touchdown catch. But Deontay Johnson, it's it just seems watching this team that they are trying to forcefully get Deontay Johnson the ball. I mean, they yeah. they see something there for sure. Yeah, well, Juju Smith is since he's the wide receiver one. You know, generally the wide receiver one faces the better cornerback, so Deontay Johnson's getting the easier matchup, and he's looking great. I mean, he, he had ten targets last week, which you're like, wow, they're really hucking the ball at him. And then this week, thirteen targets but eight for 92 and a touchdown. I, I think Deontay Johnson's legit. And if he is not on your roster, if he's on the waiver wires, which he shouldn't be, but if no. he is, you fucking get him. Yeah. He, he definitely and, shouldn't. And then actually, jump on that now. I would, he's definitely just a deep bench stash, but chase Claypool. I mean, he, I think not, I love chase Claypool and dynasty. I wish I had more shares of chase Claypool. I mean, he did have a touchdown. He went three for 88 with a touchdown. Although I think he had a long touchdown. I want to say it was like a 50-something yard touchdown. Yeah, he made a couple of really great catches, too. Like but, he just, but, I mean. He looked great. But Chase Claypool, with, with his uh, spark score and everything else, I mean, this guy, they actually gave him, he was closely, uh, a lot of comps he was getting was to uh, Calvin Johnson, which Calvin Johnson's don't grow on trees. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Um, you know, Chase Claypool might be a name that you want to keep an eye on. I mean, in re- honestly, in redraft, unless if Johnson or, or Juju go down, I'd be interested. But in redraft, Chase Claypool, if he's not rostered, if he's on the bench or the waiver, you probably leave him on the waiver because I, I don't feel comfortable starting him. But in Dynasty, you want 100% pick up Chase Claypool. Absolutely. Um, not really much else to say. Eric Ebon, three for 43. I mean, just – yeah, uh, you know, average. He's just yeah, average. It's a meh day. Uh, moving on, Jacksonville taking on the Tennessee Titans in a surprisingly close game. I mean, Gardner Minshew. Uh, I think he's the number ten quarterback in fantasy right now. You know, three hundred thirty nine <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. He did throw two picks, but I mean, I like. I mean, Minshew's doing it. It, it might be Minshew mania again. Man, uh, listen, I, I can't quite. I don't quite understand what's going on here. They were clearly tanking before the season. We said that on this show. This is the mm-hmm. clearest tank job ever. And somehow, Uncle Rico has gotten this team to just feel it. And they're playing for this kid. And, I, I mean, they may play themselves out of being the number one pick or getting the number one pick the, overall. The Trevor Lawrence Bowl? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, what's crazy, though, is, man, if they do end up getting it, what would you do? As Jacksonville, I love Gardner Minshew. I think he's a stud and could be a stud long-term in the NFL when they keep these receiving core, you know, this receiving core intact around him. I, don't, I, I definitely see some stars here for Gardner Minshew, at the very least for fantasy purposes this season. Yeah, and then James Robinson, the surprising rookie out of Illinois State, 
I think I think he is legit. 16 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, three catches for 18 yards. He's the number 12 running back on the year. I mean, and kind of like how you were saying, we were talking so much shit coming into this year about the the uh, the Jaguars, and I mean, Robinson looks good. I mean, I'm definitely interested um, in our in our redraft league. It's near impossible to make trades in our league because we've we've been in that league too long with each other, yeah. and uh, we we all don't trust each other. But I mean, it, I I'm actually very much interested in James Robinson. I, I think he I, you know they, they don't have any real. I mean, you do have to pay, play Pittsburgh twice. Oh, wait, yeah. No. Wait, no. You, I mean, I'm sorry. They do play Pittsburgh later in the year. Yeah. But. No defense really scares me this year. I mean, they got Miami on the short week on Thursday. They got the Bengals. They got the Texans. They got the Lions. I mean, it's just uh, he could be – he might be a top 15 running back rest of season. I could see that being the case, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keelan Cole, six receptions, 58 yards and a touchdown. The one that surprised me is DJ Chark, four for 84. Now, granted, great day for, for PPR, but – DJ Chark, he is the least targeted wide receiver on this roster, which is surprising. Yeah. It was a bit shocking. Again, you know, who? I, I guess you look at, uh, I guess you look at game script and and how it was rolling through. You look at the game script and you would expect DJ Chark, DJ Chark's name to be all over this stat sheet. I mean, four for eighty four, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but the four targets, it's just. You would expect so much more. And I, I'm not jumping off the train yet here on the DJ Chark train, but uh, I've got my eye. Uh, I've got, I'm getting closer to the edge. But I, I think I think Keelan Cole is now a player that you need to keep an eye on. Yeah. I mean, la- last week he had a touchdown. This week he had a touchdown. Um, LaVisca Chenault, I mean, he had a decent PPR day with, uh, you know, three for 35. Um and he even had five carries for 37 yards. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I, I think Keelan Cole, he, he's actually peaked. He's, he's raised an eyebrow for me, um, and, and I, I, don't, I don't hate it. No, nah, Keelan um, Cole's definitely got some value. Yeah, Tyler Eifert, the, the ashes of Tyler Eifert, three for 36 and a touchdown, but I still have no interest in him. None. Uh, moving on, the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill, I think – I mean, he's probably still in some. Actually, let me see if I can. Let's see. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is owned in forty-six percent of leagues. Pick him up. I mean, I, I wanted to see more production from him, but he's the number nine quarterback on the year. Um, he had two hundred thirty-nine yards and four touchdown passes. I mean, he just. It, he's 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 looking good, and until further, you know maybe maybe if you're the Kirk Cousins owner, look for Tannehill. Yeah, I mean that that would be something to definitely look into here. I I wouldn't expect four touchdowns every week, but uh, I mean he can run, he can do a lot of things. I, I just kind of like this offense and how it's clicking at the moment. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry, kind of a quiet day in terms of fantasy especially for what you're hoping from him but he still had 25 carries he had 84 yards and you're kind of like you know you really hope he breaks that century mark especially because derrick henry i mean essentially every game you know he's going to get 20 plus carries and 100 yards like that just seems to like in terms of like the top uh the top end of running backs he drafted in the first round he might be one of the safest ones that you drafted but you know, you hope for a touchdown or 100 yards, but, I mean, 25 carries, you're not worried about him. Uh, yeah, and Derrick Henry smash. They're just giving him the ball. Like I said last week, I, this guy runs into a brick wall more than I've ever seen any running back do it, and he just keeps – it's like he's winning. He's beating a brick wall. Yeah. I, I, it's crazy to watch him, but uh, you, you're uh, definitely hoping he can get into the end zone. Corey Davis, three catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. With the news about A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, he's still keeping it going. I, I think uh, I, I think you definitely look for Corey Davis if he's not rostered. 
Agreed. I agree. Uh, Even though I do believe that the it seems the number one option right now is Johnny Smith. I mean, Johnny Smith at tight end, four receptions, 84 yards, and two touchdowns on five targets. He seems to have a great connection with Ryan Tannehill. Well, I mean, they they spoke so highly of him, you know, with Delaney Walker retiring. They were like, hey, Johnny Smith's a fucking monster. He is. He's the number three tight end on the year. I mean, honestly, the only reason why he's the number three tight end on the year is because I think um, Tyler Higby's three touchdown game fucked that up for him. <laughs> yeah. But he's probably, you know, but, I mean, he, he's he's now one of the safest tight ends you could have. Um, I did want to say Adam Humphreys is kind of surprising to me. I don't know. I'm, I'm still not comfortable with rostering him, but maybe something interesting because last, last week he had six for 47, but then this week he had five for 48 and a touchdown. So, I mean – uh, Tannehill is kind of looking Humphrey's way. He's the number twenty-seven wide receiver in fantasy right now. Um, so maybe, maybe in a deep league, maybe like he might be someone you want to stash him. But kind, uh, kind of interesting. But yeah, but definitely John New Smith time. It just he, if I mean you can't, but if you could potentially get him in a league, you know I definitely would. Agreed. Uh, moving on, Baltimore, Houston. Lamar Jackson had a quiet day, but it wasn't necessary because they, you know, stomped on Houston, and Houston just makes me sad now. But, you know, what can you yeah. do? Lamar Jackson, 204 yards, a touchdown. He did run the ball 16 times for 54 yards. Um, you know, Jackson, he's good at football, so there's not much to say there. It was a bit of a down day, though, if you're, if you're a yeah, Jackson you know, owner. Less, he, he definitely didn't play the way you were expecting. Yeah, well, you know, you, you figure he's going to be a top – four quarterback every week in fantasy and the fact that he had less than 20 points i mean that that's kind of a bummer but i mean he'll yeah. be fine i'm not i'm not worried mark ingram he got a touchdown nine for 55 and a touchdown um took away from jk dobbins who only had two carries but it was for 48 yards <laughs> so i mean just you know and then surprising gus edwards 10 carries for 73 yards so i mean this backfield's looking very confusing to me uh, you know, the Gus Edwards, that was garbage time. They're running the clock out. They're just giving it to the big guy. You know, Ingram, nine carries, 55 yards, and the touchdown is nice, but it definitely seems like they're limiting they're limiting his carries. I don't know why they're not peppering J.K. Dobbins in a little bit more when he's ripping off 24 yards a pop. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely a guy that, uh, that has got some explosiveness in this offense to – rival Lamar Jackson's explosiveness. The only uh, the only pass catcher of note for Baltimore, Hollywood Brown, 5 for 42. I, you know, he's fine. He'll be fine. I mean, Miles Boykin, he's technically the number two there, but, I mean, it's Mark Andrews who did absolutely nothing for you, one catch of 29 <laughs> yards. But, I mean, Mark Andrews, he's fine. Hollywood Brown's fine. I mean, there's not much to, they're not much to break down with Baltimore. No. Um, Deshaun Watson looked – depressed out there he misses his best friend deandre hopkins which you know i don't even know what the fuck they're doing in houston but you know whatever but uh 275 yards in the touchdown uh, with a pick and five carries for 17 yards now i know that deshaun watson he has the ability to run so that's kind of the cheat code in fantasy but i almost don't i almost don't even want deshaun watson in fantasy right now it's it's really yeah. I don't necessarily agree because he does have that ability to run and make things happen. He's just the, he's the best player for the Texans. It, what what hurts him is when Will Fuller isn't playing. Mm-hmm. You know he needs he needs two guys, and it can't be just Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb mm-hmm. out. You need to have another guy. You need to have a DeAndre Hopkins or a Will Fuller, just somebody that can be your number one. Yeah, well, you need someone to take off the top. I mean, this David Johnson didn't have a very good fantasy day, but that's because, you know, he got game scripted out. You know, 11 carries, 34 yards. I still like David Johnson. I think he looked good with what they had going. Um, so David Johnson's fine, but, like, you are know, talking about the pass catchers. Brandon Cooks, 5 for 95, which isn't a bad day for PPR. Um, but just with, with oh, Randall Cobb, 5 for 59. But just having Will Fuller out. But, you know, we talked about it. It was only a matter of time until yep. his fucking bitch legs would just bitch out on him. 
Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his fucking picture right now, and I can't stand you, Will Fuller. You, you hurt my feelings so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I Just stay healthy. What the fuck's wrong with you? Just be healthy. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Kansas City taking on the Chargers in a surprising game that went to overtime. Pat Mahomes, he's good at football. You, you, know, you can't say anything about that. 302 yards, two touchdowns, six carries for 54 yards. I mean, he's good. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 10 carries, 38 yards, six catches for 32 yards. I, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be a fantasy rock star for the next forever until he decides he doesn't want to play football anymore. Um, yeah. Tyreek Hill, five for 99 and a touchdown. He's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's one. This is the one guy that I'll even make comment on on this Chiefs offense because it, it, you know what you're going to get. Essentially, you know what you're getting. But uh, Tyreek Hill is the only guy that I feel confident every week in being in, like, my top three receivers. It doesn't matter who he plays against because it doesn't matter who's covering him. He's going to run past him at some point. Mm -hmm. It's just whether or not Mahomes pulls the trigger and drops it into him. But but Tyreek Hill will outrun anybody. Well, see, that's the thing, just – you know, he can outrun anybody, and Patrick Mahomes has the arm to get the ball to him. Exactly. So all, all you got to do is you tell, hey, Tyreek, run a nine route. Just get 40 yards down the field, and I'm just going to and I'm gonna throw it 55 yards down the field, and then you and just go, go and catch, catch it. it. Yeah, just go get it. Yeah. And that's what he does. Um, let's see. Travis Kelsey had a day, nine for 90 and a touchdown. I mean, you know, with the Kansas City offense, you know what you get. I mean, it's just... It's one of the safest bets to make is whether or not Travis Kelsey is going to get in the end zone. He'll catch one a game. He's going to catch one a game. He's the number one tight end in football right now. He had a touchdown last week, had a touchdown this week. I wouldn't be... Now, they do take on Baltimore next week, and they're in Baltimore. So this, this will be a little bit of a tougher game. But, I mean, I still wouldn't be surprised if Kelsey had... He, you know, he might have less yards. He'll have 30 yards, but he'll have a touchdown still. Yep. Uh, moving on, Justin Herbert with the surprise start for the Chargers. He looked good. I mean, in terms of fantasy, you know, he had a, a, a good fantasy day, 311 yards with one touchdown. He did throw a pick, and then he had four carries for 18 yards in the touchdown. Um, I think Herbert is going to be good for fantasy, and I think he's going to be good for the Chargers for the foreseeable future. I mean, it's just uh, – he, he's. I mean, as long as Tyre, as long as Tyrod Taylor doesn't come back and and actually, I don't know, be healthy. I, I liked what I saw from Justin Herbert this last week. He's definitely the future. You nailed it right on the head. He was making he was making veteran pro quarterback passes. He looked he looked poised. He looked, and I'm not, you know, and it's no secret. I'm a Charger fan, so I mean, I personally love it. But I mean, from a from like a, a, a watch, a, a fantasy analyst standpoint, he looked good. He looked like a good quarterback. They have good legitimate weapons in Los Angeles. So, I mean, I think – so, honestly, I think definitely pick up Herbert in Dynasty. But, I mean, I think you could even pick him up in, in redraft now as well and just kind of see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Austin Eckler, he had a great fantasy day. 16 carries, 93 yards. Four catches for 55 yards. The surprising thing for me, Joshua Kelly, 23 carries for 64 yards. Um, if you do not have Joshua Kelly on your roster, you pick him up immediately because he is going to be involved in this offense for forever now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think him and he, he's now the Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, you know, one-two punch. Yep. I mean, it, I still think it's Austin Eckler's backfield. But they're going to get Kelly involved because now they don't have to so much heavily rely on Eckler. Exactly. Um, but exactly. Kelly's going to be good. Kelly Kelly looked and he had great runs. He looked good too. You know, and he's a it's, he's not small. Like he's a big boy running around doing yeah, they, his they thing. They got him. He, they got him listed at 219, But he looks thicker than that. Right. But at five eleven two nineteen, like you're carrying some some mass. You're carrying yeah. some mass. Well, he was you know, he was think, good at UCLA. Yeah, they're and when they give him these carries, this was this was the toss up, right? Do you take Joshua Kelly or do you take Justin Jackson? I, we found out who it is. If you haven't gotten off the uh, Justin Jackson train, 
You better jump to the Joshua Kelly train because it's, it's think, leaving the station. Yeah, well, I mean, I know, I know Justin Jackson is hurt right now, so that's why he didn't even suit up for this game. But if you have Jackson, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but you got to drop him. He's not – this last game against the reigning champion Chiefs solidified that Joshua Kelly is now the 1B to Austin Eckler's 1A. Yes, sir. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's good, 7 for 96. Um, I actually think if – because he because Allen did not have a good game with Tyrod Taylor. But, you know, Herbert knows who the weapons are. And he was actively looking for Keenan Allen, and was trying to get him the ball. So I, I think I think if as long as Herbert's the quarterback, I think Allen is a safe play. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, Hunter Henry six for eighty three. He's a great tight end. Um, you know when he's healthy, he's great. So yeah, um, you're 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 fine with that. And then our last game to break down, we got the New Orleans Saints visiting. The Las Vegas Raiders in their brand new stadium, which looks awesome. It'll be nice when they actually let people into it next year, right? They said that they weren't going to have anybody yeah, think, playing in it. Yeah, I think I think they're going to hold off, which is crazy to me. Yeah, well, um, Drew Brees really missed Michael Thomas, um, which is I thought you know honestly I thought he would have had a much better. I'm surprised the Saints lost. I you know I, I would not have picked the Raiders to win, but. The Raiders actually look like yeah. they might be a legit team. They, um, the they AFC- look to uh, have turned the corner, that's for sure. One thing about you, Drew you Brees, can- I, I can't – I I have him in a couple of leagues here, and I just do not like what I'm seeing. He doesn't throw the ball downfield, and I get it. Michael Thomas has been out. <laughs> Everything is a check down. He just – it looks I, – I saw his age – for the first yeah. time. He, he looks like a 41-year-old quarterback now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara just destroyed the Raiders in terms of fantasy points. 13 carries for 79 yards and two touchdowns. He had nine catches for 95 yards. He actually almost had a third. He had a, he almost had a catching touchdown right there at the end when uh, Drew Brees caught him on the underneath route. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kamara looks fucking great. I mean, yeah. it looks like that back's not bothering him anymore. It's about time. Um, Traquan Smith in relief for, you know, five for 86. I mean, with the way Drew Brees is throwing right now, and if Thomas comes back, I think you can drop Traquan Smith, to be honest. Um, he had a great day in terms of fantasy and PPR and stuff, but, I mean, Michael Thomas just not being there really fucked up that offense. Yeah, big time. Then Manny time. Sanders – you know, I was huge on on Emmanuel Sanders coming into the year, but without Michael Thomas, you really thought he would step up and, and be the guy, but one catch for 18 yards, you, you hate that. Like, that's rough. Yeah. Um, Jared Cook, he looks – you know, he's still a good tight end. It's funny, just two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. That's all you need. And and I think you sh- – you know, he's the – He's the number fourteen. I'm sorry, number sixteen tight end on the year. But I mean, I don't know. I, I actually like Jared Cook in fantasy this year. Uh, Drew Brees, especially right now, he's not throwing the ball downfield. So I mean, it's just uh, that's fine. I mean, Jared Cook, you, you, he's either going to get you fifty yards or he's going to get you a touchdown. That's that's about it. I agree. Uh, Derek Carr. You know what's uh, the the AFC West? Low key might be the best division in football right now. With having the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos, like all four of those teams are actually not that bad. Um, they they might be they might be giving a team a run for their money, but yeah. uh, Derek, Derek Carr looked pretty good. Two hundred eighty-two yards, three touchdowns. Um, I like Derek Carr. I I, I, w- I wasn't that that high on him, but I mean he had a pretty rough week last week against Carolina. But I mean the Saints defense, which I think is better than the Carolina defense. He looked good against them, um, despite having a pretty banged up receiving core and, and everything else. But didn't 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 do too bad. No, he, he definitely looked like the Derek Carr from a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs, kind of a quiet day in terms of fantasy points, but you love the the uh, the volume that he got. Oh, Twenty seven yeah. carries, eighty eight yards, three catches for seventeen yards. I mean, you know, you, if you're a Jacobs owner. Yeah, you want him to get in the end zone, especially because uh, Richard got the touchdown. 
Um, Jacobs did come out of, in a couple of plays because he just he got he had that horse collar tackle which kind of fucked him up and you know and and you get you, you kind of hold your breath like I already lost Barkley I don't want to lose Jacobs too but yeah. you know he he was able to finish the game he looks good um, the only receipt like right now the receiving core. It was pretty evenly spread out. I mean, other than obviously Darren Waller, 12 for 103 and a touchdown. So, I mean, you're, you're very excited about that. You're very happy about that. Number two tight end on the year. So it's just uh, – but right now, in terms of the wide receivers, to me, a lot of these guys I, I think are more bench stashes with uh, Edwards and Ruggs. Yeah, it was, it was uh, a disappointing day for Henry Ruggs here. One catch for four yards. This is supposed to be a knock-it-off-the-top guy, and they tried. They tried to hit him, overthrew him, but you just wish to see a little bit more out of the first-round pick. You, you can't expect Waller to go for 12 for 103 and a touchdown on 16 targets every week. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. There you go. Um, so let's uh, we're, we're going to wrap up the show here, but before we end it, we're going to talk about a couple waiver picks Um that you know tonight's waiver night so you got to put in your claims tonight so some guys you want to look out for um in terms of running back actually what's funny is despite mike davis taking over duties in carolina my number one uh running back i would say is pick up joshua kelly his job seems to be the most established of all the question marks out there so I, I think I would go Joshua Kelly, number one. But then definitely you want Mike Davis because he's going to be the running back in Carolina for the foreseeable future. He's actually a very good pass catcher, which people kind of forget about because he's just kind of a afterthought player. But, you know, he's had some success in Seattle and Chicago. So yeah. I, I like Mike Davis. And then Jarek McKinnon, um, I mean, it might be a rental period because Mostert's going to eventually come back and, Tevin Coleman's going to come back, and Jarek McKinnon's in the uh, like the third guy. But right now, Jarek McKinnon looks to be the only healthy running back, so I would definitely look for him. Yeah, yeah. for about two weeks or three weeks here, he's going to be getting a lot of work. But after that, it's it's 100% a rental. Yeah, but and then I would definitely you know pick up Devonta Freeman. Um, actually, insider cheating tip, if Freeman is not drafted – in your league, you can pick him up right now because he was a free agent. He didn't play. So in, in a different league that I'm in, I looked, I saw that Freeman wasn't rostered. So I just picked him up. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Um, and then if, uh, if you're a Kirk cousins owner, you know, look for Gardner Minshew, maybe even look for Justin Herbert, depending on Tyrod Taylor. Um, Wide receivers, I'd be interested in Corey Davis right now because of, um, you know, the potential injury to A.J. Brown. But then I think Nikhil Harry might be a low-key, like, you should probably roster him now. He's only owning about 39% of leagues right now. So I I think Nikhil Harry might be a name you want to keep an eye on. Um, Michael Pittman, Indianapolis Colts receiver with the Paris Campbell injury, he might be interesting. Um, Russell Gage, to me, he looks good, too, as well, because uh, he's had touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. They're spreading the ball around in Atlanta, and like how you've been talking about for a while now, that defense is terrible. Mm-hmm. So they're, go- they're going to be throwing the ball, and, and Gage, Gage looks legit. Yeah, yeah, I agree with, with all of those. Uh, and the only one I'll really add is uh, I, I think Jordan Reed, at least for one week here, will definitely have some value if you're really looking in a pinch and need a tight end he he would be a, at least a one-week answer yeah yeah if uh if jordan reed's available and kittle's still out definitely get jordan reed and then i mean he totally dicked you but i think mike gusecki if you, if you need a tight end he might actually have a good week this week taking on jacksonville on the short week so i i wouldn't exactly hate mike gusecki this week and actually, one of our leagues, I'm tempted to play Gusecki in my tight end, and I'm going to flex out Tyler Higby. Yeah. I mean, just, just because my team is uh, – I don't have a running back right now, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but, oh, talk talk about that. Um, in case anyone is wondering, I have Saquon Barkley in our redraft league, and I made a trade which made me feel dirty, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. 
I want to stay competitive. And in our, our redraft league, we've been doing it together for over 10 years. And it's near impossible because none of us trust each other. But I traded away Cooper Cup for Antonio Gibson, which really, you know, bummed me it out. It made everybody but, feel dirty. But, I mean, just based on my roster, I, you know, I, I don't have any other running backs. Like, if I didn't make the trade, I was either going to have to start Tariq Cohen or Carlos Hyde or LaMichael Pirine. And at least Antonio Gibson is technically a starting running back. So, you know, and, and I know Cooper Cup, it's a huge name, but in terms of receiver depth, that's all that I had. I had DeAndre Hopkins. I have T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen. So, I mean, I was fine getting rid of uh, Cooper Cup because, I mean, if he comes back healthy, I still have Jamison Crowder who, I mean, in terms of volume, and, and we're a half-point PPR league. So, I mean, I, I had the wide receiver depth, but I, I just I desperately needed a running back. So my, my point with that, as dirty as it sounds, trading Cooper Cup for Antonio Gibson because I actually wanted zero shares of anybody on the Washington football team outside of Terry McLaurin. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, and you got to keep fighting. You got to keep trying. Um, you know, season's not done yet. So Agreed. Just, just hang in there, guys, and, and, and we'll, we'll do our best to help you. Uh, you know, stick it out. So, um, thanks for listening, guys. Check out the next episode. We're going to be breaking down the Thursday night preview and either the AFC or the NFC matchups for the week. Um, you know, get us on social medias, FF Football Show on Instagram, Filthy Show on Twitter, or you can send us emails at Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm uh, King Josh, Josh the King. And I'm Big Rome. Goddamn right. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, bye-bye.